All right. So we're continuing on uh, in our series concerning the Garden of Eden. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, as always, we're gonna start off with a with a uh, a poem that y'all gave. It's called "The World of Scripture." And the reason we like to start off with this is because you know, Scripture is a world in and of itself. You know, and you know, we can abide in that world or we can abide in this world. The choice is yours. He's a lie. It goes a little something like this. Welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoices. Here swords are likened to the word of demons, a bird, the dead are yet alive, and the living are actually dead. Blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place where the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes it later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place than the awesome world of scripture. So please turn off your phone, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. We're our cockadesses about to begin to. Hallelujah. All right, so we are getting into Genesis chapter four today. Moving right along, you know, and this is, of course, the story of Cain and Abel. Hallelujah. All right, so that said, can my first reader read Genesis 4, 1 and 2, please? And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from Yahuwah. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want to point something out here. You know, in verse 2 it says, and she again bare his brother. You know, these three words, and she again is, take, is translated from one Hebrew word, Yasab, number 3254. It means to add or augment. It means to continue to do a thing. Mm. You know, so imagine, you know, if you were given birth, you know, and we have a lot of pregnant uh, women in, in BYA during this time, but imagine you're giving birth and then you continue to bear another. What would you call it? Twin. You know, um, now I want you to remember something, and that is that the chapters and verses of scripture were added later. Hence, they're not an actual part of the sacred text. This is this is not to say that they aren't useful, but they truly are. They comprise a system of following, i.e., a system of arrangement designed for the preservation and reference of the sacred text, which is indispensable at this point. Nevertheless, they are not divine and they are not without error, you know, and I personally think this is one of the places that they're in error, you know, now just imagine if we would just hypothetically, you know, but know for certainty that it could very well be as as I'm about to propose, you know, what if the translators would have presented the same text, but in a little different. Like like the way I've done it um, here, mm. and 
let's take another look at Genesis 4, 1 and 2 and how it could read. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. Verse 1. Verse 2. And said, I have gotten a man from Yahuwah, and she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. Mm. Reason quite a bit different when you look at it like that, doesn't it? Yes. You know, and in one respect, you know, it looks as though Cain was the uh, was the was the uh, man she got from Yahuwah. And in the other respect, it looks as though Abel is is the man she got from Yahuwah. Yeah, right. Amen. Yeah. You know. I'm convinced it's the latter. Mm -hmm. And if you truly become a student of the word, you will, you will be too. Mm -hmm. You know, let's take a look at uh, Cain and Abel, um, since we're talking about it. Cain, his name speaks to a lance, um, something that's possessed, mm -hmm. or a chant, well, or even can speak to a strike of a musical note. Mm -hmm. A bell, Abel, a ball, um, however you want to pronounce it, it's called, um, speaks to vanity or breath. Now, additionally, one should consider that even though there's two births depicted here within the passage, there's only one conception mentioned. You know, and that's, that's, that's something else that you want to consider. You know, <clears throat> we're talking about one con conception. In verse 1, it says, and Adam knew Eve and she conceived. It never says that he knew her again or that she conceived again. Right. So could two births have come out of this one conception? Yes. Say lot. You know, and when you put that in conjunction with yasa, meaning to continue to do a thing. Now, if you're giving birth and you continue to, to do that, you give another birth, you know, then that is one way that two births can come from one conception. Amen? All right, we're going to say lie on that. All right, now verse 2 also told us that Abel was a keeper of sheep and that Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, both sheep as well as um, the ground can, can and do speak um, symbolically to a type of flesh. Yet sheep are obviously another's flesh and is associated uh, with the land of the living, whereas the ground is associated with man's own flesh and with that which is dead. You know, for when you, when you consider a sheep, you know, he was a keeper of sheep. Sheep are obviously alive, right? You know, and they are a type of flesh, but they're not the same as a man. You know, but Cain being a tiller of the ground, the word ground is Adamah, number 127, you know, which is the same ground that man was made from. You can see Cain was a keeper or servant to, because to, um, to be a tiller is a bod, you know, in the Hebrew, which means to be a servant. He was a servant to the ground. He was a servant to his flesh. You know, even though Abel was a servant to flesh too, but he was a servant to a, another's flesh. So you can see within this, you know, one serving others and one serving themselves. Amen. You know, even as 
a sheep is associated with another's flesh and, and um, the ground is reminiscent of the flesh that one is made from, you know? And so um, consider that. Also consider that sheep were a part of what was declared very good. Whereas the ground was declared a curse. Mm -hmm. Remember Genesis 1, 31 says, and Elohim saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. This included the sheep. Amen. Mm -hmm. And it says an evening, the morning were the sixth day. Now consider Genesis 3, 17. It says, and unto Adam he gave because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Uh, unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. This word ground is out of my number 127. You know, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. So can you see that one gave something, gave an offering that was from something that was very good, and one gave some gave an offering from something that was a curse. Everybody still with me? Yeah. All right. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 4, 3 through 5, please. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto Yahuwah. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of the flock and of the fat thereof. And Yahuwah had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Hallelujah. Okay, so one of the things I want to point out here, where it speaks about in the process of time that came to pass. You know, first of all, you know, um, we don't know exactly what process of time being spoken of. Nevertheless, we what we do know is that, you know, it was an offering during that process of time or at that process of time. Now, something to take into account is, you know, there has to be an age in which you can give an offer. You can't be 12 or 10 and go and give an offer. You know, um, the point that I'm making is they both were giving offerings at the same time, you know, which speaks to them being the same age, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, now, of course, you could have been talking about, you know, an advanced time when both of them was of age, you know, but it could not as well. So just opening the door to the possibility so that you can see the possibilities. Amen. Yep. Now, it says that Cain brought forth fruit of the ground and Abel, he also brought of the firstling of the flock and of the fat thereof. And Yahuwah had respect unto Abel and his offering, but not unto Cain's. Now, why might Yah have had respect for Abel's offering? And not Cain's, seeing that they both were lawful offerings. Let me have my next reader read Exodus 12, 13, 12, and Leviticus 6, 14, and 15, showing that they both were lawful offerings. And thou shalt set apart unto Yahuwah all of the opening, opening the matrix, and every first name that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be Yahuwah's. Leviticus 6 and 14, and this is the law of the meat offering. The sons of Aaron 
shall offer it before Yahuwah, before the altar. And he shall take of it his handful of the flour of the meat offering and of the of the oil thereof and all the frankincense which is upon the meat offering and shall burn it upon the altar for sweet savior even the memorial of it unto Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Okay, so what we learn here in Exodus um, 13, 12, we learn that there were offerings of beasts, you know, um, that every firstling that come up of a beast, you know, uh, is actually, you know, considered Yahuwah's and so would have to be offered to him. You know, so we see that this, you know, according to scripture, you know, is now remember we're in the world of scripture, right? So we're gonna just stay right here in the world of scripture. And in the world of scripture, you know, Abel's offering would have been a lawful offering because it was a firstly number beast. You know, now also Cain's offering uh could have been a lawful offering in that. There, there were allowed meat or food offerings, you know, which is what he gave, you know, um, from the fruit of the ground type of food. You know, this would have been a part of the meat offering um, or food offering, which is depicted in Leviticus 6, 14, you know, which told us, and this is the law of the meat or food offering, um, offering the sons of Aaron shall offer before Yahuwah, you know, and, you know, they, they're taken and they put the oil and frankincense and all that, you know, so what possible reason could there be for Cain's offering not to be acceptable to Yahuwah? Bless you. We have no idea of knowing how respectful that guy was. It wasn't the Yeah. No, definitely not what I'm looking for. It wasn't the first fruit. Wasn't the first fruit. Now that now that's actually you know that's actually closer, you know. Um, but but all all the offerings didn't have to be first fruits. Our offerings did not have to be blood sacrifices. You know, um, you know we can see that from his, uh, Exodus 13, 12 and Leviticus 6, 14, 15. Both of them were lawful. They were both lawful um, sacrifices. One was chosen. No, we're not told anything about which one was chosen. Um, well, the ground was cursed, but as we can see, you know, ground offerings were acceptable. They have, had nothing to do with the birth. This is the first ground it's the first uh, beast offering too, you know. So it's the first of both. Somebody's getting warm. Well, it, we have no idea knowing whether or not he stole it, but <laughs> we would. He was he was a till, he was a keep tiller of the ground, so we would think that it was his. It wasn't an altar. All right, we're gonna. He gave it without blessing y'all. Well, no, we don't. We don't have no idea. Uh, uh, you know, rather that is the, is the case. We got, we got, 
we don't know what kind of heart he had when he gave it. We got to go with what got what scripture gives us. Say again. He didn't burn it on the altar. Say again. He didn't burn it on the altar. Well, no, we're not told whether that was the case or not. You know. All right, so let's let's see let's see what scripture teaches. <laughs> scripture teaches that Yah insists that his fruit of the ground offering, i.e., his meat or food offering, be offered with salt. Yet Cain's wasn't salt. Yeah, in, in Leviticus. In Leviticus 2.13, it says, Every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy Elohim to be lacking from the meat offering. With all thine offerings, thou shalt offer salt. You know, now. But we didn't say, Abel did that? How do we know we didn't Because it doesn't tell us, you know, so. We, let's continue. And if by chance Cain's offering was a first fruits off, uh, first fruits of the ground offering, it should have included oil and frankincense. You know, so we don't know if it was a regular um, fruit of the ground offerings, which is seen to be a regular fruit of the ground offerings, because it doesn't tell us that it was a first fruits. You, whereby we're told that Abel's was a, one of the first ones. You know, so you know we're not told. We're, we're not told that it had salt in, you know, like I said, with uh, with Cain's, with Abel's, we're told that he had a first one, you know. Now, if by chance Cain's offering was a first fruits offering, it should have still had oil and frankincense and salt, which again, it mentions none of these things. And if thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits, this is Leviticus 2, 14 and 15, says, and if thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto Yahuwah, thou shalt offer the meat offering of thy first fruit, green ears of corn, dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears, and thou shalt put oil upon it and lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering. So that said, we're not told that Cain's offering was of first fruits, but either way, we can clearly see that Cain's offering isn't in accordance with Yah's will. We can see that it's not in accordance with Yah's will because it doesn't mention it having salt. It doesn't mention it having frankincense or oil, you know. And you have to have salt for a meat offering. Jot your question down and we'll address it after. You know, now scripture also teaches that Yah's never changing will is concerning. Uh, yeah, scripture also teaches us what Yah's never changing will is concerning um, the offering of a person. And the reason I say Yah's never changing will is because we have a principle, a principle in scripture that Yahuwah changeth not. So it doesn't matter if he tells you in the end of the book, it still, it still respectively addresses the beginning. You know, his will is his will. He changeth not. This is why we read about Yahshua being the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, which uh, Yahshua is, in fact, the word. You know, it's, he's not changing. So this is why we can look at something, even though um, it was implemented later, and know that it was still there from the beginning. You know, this is why we read about Abraham, where it says he kept Torah when Torah wasn't even given as of yet. You know, but it clearly tells us that he kept. It. Yeah. 
you know so this is what i'm trying to get you to um utilize this principle that yah doesn't change you know now scripture teaches us that yah's never changing will concerning um offering of a firstling is found in numbers 18 17 it says but the first lean of a cow or the first lean of a sheep or the first lean of a goat, thou shalt not redeem. They are holy. Thou shalt sprinkle their blood upon the altar. Thou shalt burn their fat for an offering made by fire for a sweet savior unto Yahuwah. Now, when we look at Abel's offering, what do we read about? It said in Abel, he also brought the first lean of a flock, you know, and it says, and of the fat thereof. And Yahuwah had respect unto Abel and to his offering because it was in accordance with his will, which we can find in Scripture. And you see, we are in the world of Scripture, so that's all that matters. You know, Scripture tells us what it wants us to know. What's not there, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, suppose whether it is or isn't. We have to go with what we're given. So if it's if it's not presented we assume that it wasn't there if it's presented we assume that it was if we're told here that you know and when you're doing it lawfully you're not only giving offering another person on the sheep but you also have to burn their fat with you know and we're told here in genesis 4 4 that abel did just that he offered the first lean of the flock and the fat thereof and then it tells us in yahoo had respect unto abel and his offering now contrary to cain's offering we find that Abel's offering is, in fact, in accordance with Yah's never-changing will concerning the offering of uh, firstlings as found in Scripture. Um, and that Abel not only brought a firstling of the sheep as prescribed, well, excuse me, but also his fat. You know, and so Yah had respect for Abel's offering, but not for Cain's offering. When we look at Cain's offering, we see it does not mention the salt. It does not mention frankincense. It does not mention oil. There's only um, two types of meat offerings and you need these things to also be um, offered in addition to the meat offering or the food offering in order for it to comply with Yah's will and we're not given that now that in conjunction with verse five you know um well actually i think it's gonna be verse six but it says but unto cain and his offering he had not respect cain was very wroth and his countenance fell mm. now now this is What's coming up is what tells us that something was wrong. He says, take heed that it is evident that Cain did something wrong concerning his offering by, the, by Yah's following statement. You know, when we look at verses 6 and 7, it makes it evident that Cain did something wrong. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 4, 6 and 7. And Yahuwah said unto Cain, why art thou angry? And why hast thou countenance on if thou doest well, thou shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. If thou doest, doest not. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> I know, it was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here it is. Yah is saying, why you wrong? If you do well, you know, in this word, if thou doest well, these three words, rather, or doest not well, is translated from the Hebrew term yatab, number 3190, meaning to be or make well, sound, beautiful, successful, or right. You know, so in other words, Yah is saying, if you do right, 
shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not right, sin lieth at the door. He's letting you know that he did something wrong. You know, so he's, he's letting us know right there that something was out of order with his offering, which is why it wasn't accepted. If you do as right or do as well, shalt not thou be accepted. You know, problem is he did something wrong and that's why it wasn't accepted. You know, so it should be clear from this statement that Cain's offering was not offered well that is, it wasn't offered your tube. It wasn't offered right, rightly. That, that is, it was not made sound successful or right in the eyes of Yahuwah. And this is why it wasn't accepted. It had nothing to do with Cain personally, you know. So it didn't have anything to do with with his, his heart or or or, um, or or what have you per se. It had to do with his offering. He he offered he offered something wrong. Something was not right with his offering you know it's not that y'all liked um abel more you know he loved him more than he loved Cain. you know which is uh you know uh from the remainder of the story seemed to be how Cain took it he got a little jealous and a little envious you know but that wasn't the case you know verse eight of genesis 4 says and Cain talked with abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Now, here we have our first physical murder. Now, I want you to reconsider verse 1. Now, we're going to go back to verse 1 in, in the conventional way that it's translated. And it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from Yahuwah. It is also... As it's a scriptural injustice for translators, teachers, etc., to lead others to believe that Cain, a known murderer, was a man from Yahuwah. Yeah. Ye must abide in the truth to learn the truth. Remember that. Ye must abide in the truth to learn the truth. Let's let's get in, let's get in the truth, because we know Yah's word is truth, right? Yeah. You know, so let's get in the truth. You know, Yochanan 839 is going to teach us some truth. This is our Messiah talking to the um, scribes and Pharisees. He says, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Yahushua said unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. So hereby we learn that scripturally speaking, one will do the works of their father. You can tell who is who, whose son is whose son, by the works that they do, like father, like son. Now ask yourself, would Yah give Eve a murderer? Remember that the man from Yahuwah was made in the likeness and image of Yahuwah. When Yahuwah gave a man, it was in his likeness and his image. It was not a murderer. Amen? Amen. You know, that is not in his likeness, nor is it in his image. When he gives something, he gives stuff that's very good. Right. Amen? Yes. Now, let's consider, um, continue on with this dialogue in Yochanan 8, um, um, chapter 8. We're going to pick it up with verses 40 and 41. It says, but now ye seek to kill me. See, he said, he said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham because, you know, 
like father, like son, but he didn't, he continues on to say, but now ye seek to kill me. A man have told you the truth, which I have heard of Elohim. This did not Abraham. Saying, you saying that you Abraham's um, seed, that you're his, his son, children of Abraham. Abraham didn't do this. He continues on. He says, ye do the deeds of your father. Because one is always going to do the deeds of their father. Whether they do the deeds unto Elohim as the children of Elohim, or they do deeds unto the wicked one as children of the wicked one. Amen. Amen. You know, Yahshua says, ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even Elohim. And then we're going to jump down to verse 44 because this is where he hit him in the head. At. He says, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh of a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. Like father, like son. You know, you're going to do the deeds of your father. And so let's apply this to Cain and Abel. Cain did the deeds of his father. He was a murderer from the beginning. Like father. Like son. The lust of his father he did. He abode not in the truth. You understand? You know, this is a really, it, it really is a scriptural injustice for, you know, just about every, uh, and I can't say just about every, every Bible I've seen. Every copy of scripture depicts Cain as a man from Yahoo. And it should not be so. Scripture clearly, clearly refused that. Mm -hmm. Now, one may be thinking, so what? What's the big deal? You know, Cain wasn't a man from Yahoo. All right. Yet it is a huge deal. For if we don't properly understand the beginning, we'll have no chance of understanding the end. True. You know, why do I say that? Because of Yes Yahoo 46, 9 and 10. Let me have my next reader read Yes Yahoo 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am Elohim, and there is none else. I am Elohim, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasures. Hallelujah. All right, so Yah says, remember the former things of old. So first of all, if he's telling us to remember the former things of old, what should we do? Remember the former things of old, right? Why does he tell us to do that? Because he says he declares the end from the beginning. If you don't understand the beginning, you won't understand the end. And if you don't understand the end, you won't understand the beginning. He says from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. So in other words, he don't change. What he's done, he will do. And what he does, he's already done. Yep. Say lie. You know, so with this in mind, let us consider a parable of, Yah of Yahshua concerning the kingdom of Elohim and the end times. Because if we understand the end times, we'll also understand what happened in the beginning. Amen? Amen. And so we're in the beginning. But we want to understand 
we want to understand the beginning, so we're going to go to something that speaks about the end so that we can understand the beginning because that's the way y'all works. I know it sounds twisted, it sounds backwards, but, you know, y'all's ways is not, is above man's way. Amen? Amen. All right, let me have our next reader read um, the parable. It speaks of the parable um, of the sower, I mean, um, the wheat and the tares. Uh, Matthew, Yahoo 13, 24 through 27. Another parable was he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in, the, in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence that then hath it tares? Hallelujah. All right, so we're dealing with a parable about the end times so that we can learn about the beginning because we understand that Yah declares the end from the beginning. We understand that, you know, that his, his word doesn't change we understand his concepts doesn't change we understand that his ways does not change right yes because he does not change right amen, amen. Right. so we can take a look at this parable and we can actually conclude what happened in the beginning so let's go to the expounding of it which is found in matthew yahoo 13 36 through 40 it says then yahushua sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. All right. Verse 37. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. All right. So now we know the Son of Man is also Yahushua, also Elohim, right? Yes, yes. You know, so we know he's likened unto Elohim. He, um, he, he is Elohim. So we can we can compare this to the beginning, you know, when Yah sowed good seed. Mm -hmm. Amen. He tells us the field is the world. Mm -hmm. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, here it is. If the field is the world and we go back to the beginning, who was the good seed? Abel. 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 You know, what about Adam? What about the woman? Well, they was good to up to a point. You know, until until they until the um, wicked one came, right? You know. But the good seed, when we know seed, the seed represents the children of the kingdom, so we know they were good at one point. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. They were they weren't just he wasn't just good, he was very good, <laughs> you know. Now it says the enemy that sold him is the devil. Yeah. All right, so think about this for a minute. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, you know, and the bad seed are the children of the wicked. When did the wicked one have children in the beginning? 
I want you to think back to the episode in the garden. I want you to think back to Yah cursing the serpent. What was the curse that he that he gave to the serpent? What was the curse that he gave to the woman? He cursed the two seeds. And we're not even touching on why he was talking about seeds to begin with. But he cursed two seeds. Well, he spoke of two seeds. He cursed one of the seeds. Amen. Do you think he cursed the children of the kingdom or the children of the wicked? Wicked wise. There you go. Say lie. You know, verse 39 says the enemy that sold them is the devil. Yep. The tares are the children of the wicked one, and the enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, you know, and the reapers are the angels. And there, um, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in, in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world, mm. you know. So this actually teaches us about the beginning as well as the end, mm. because Yah doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Say lie. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 4, 10 through 13, please. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. For now tillest the ground, and shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto Yahuwah, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Hallelujah. Now, I want to call your attention to something that, you know, I put you guys up on last week. And that was the differences betwixt uh, Adama and Aretz. Remember? You know, so we was talking about, we was talking about Sade, we was talking about Adama, and we were talking about Aretz. Now, today we're just talking about Adama and, and Aretz. Out of my, uh, out of my um, uh, Strong's number 127, which is what the um, ground that man was made from, mm -hmm. and Aretz, you know, um, speaking to that which is which is firm and, and can endure um, tests and trials, right? Yeah. Okay, now, remember we spoke about one representing the kingdom of Elohim and the other representing the world? Yeah. Okay, so I want you to pay close attention to the wordplay that's 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 in this passage. Mm -hmm. You know, Yah says, "What is you have done? The voice of thy brother's um, blood cried out unto me from the ground, from the Adama. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were in the kingdom of Elohim. Mm -hmm. And He says, "Now thou art cursed from the earth." Now this word "ground" and "earth" is actually the same word, Adama, number one twenty-seven. Mm -hmm. You know. Because of what you've done, you're cursed from the earth. You're cursed from the kingdom of Elohim, which have opened their mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, now remember, he's a tiller of the ground. Right. So now he just lost his vocation. Yep. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, because he, he can't be a tiller of the ground no more because he's about to get kicked out of the, off the ground. Right. You know, he says, first and foremost, when thou tillest the ground, even if you tried to stay, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. 
Then he tells him, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Mm -hmm. Now, this word earth here is different than the word earth in verse 11. Mm -hmm. This word earth here is arrest. He will be a fugitive and a vagabond in the arrest, which represents the world. So can't you see he got kicked out of the kingdom of Elohim? And he's become a fugitive and a vagabond in the world. And Cain said unto Yahuwah, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Mm. You know, he goes on to say, behold, thou has driven me out this day from the face of the Adamah, you know, the face of the earth, the um, face or mind of the kingdom of Elohim. And from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the arrest mm. in the world. See how consistent it is. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Who is everyone? The peoples of the world. And Yahuwah said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And Yahuwah set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of Yahuwah and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. Mm -hmm. And he builded a city and called the name of the city after his son Enoch. Mm -hmm. Now, it says that uh, that he uh, um, dwelt in the land of Nod. Nod means vagrancy or exile. You know, uh, Enoch, his name. It speaks to that which is dedicated to mean train up or teach. Something interesting about this Enoch, Cain's son Enoch. Cain's son Enoch is actually the seventh being mentioned in scripture. Hmm. It's the seventh being mentioned in scripture. You have Yah, you have man, you have woman, you have the serpent, you have Cain, you have Abel, and now you have Enoch. Hmm. He's the seven, seventh being that's mentioned in scripture. Very interesting when you consider the other places and the other Enoch. <laughs> you know, Selah. Yeah. You know, and verse 18, and unto Enoch was born Erod, and Erod begot Mahuyael, and Mahuyael begot Methusael, and Methusael begot Lamach or Lamech. You know, now Erod speaks to a fugitive, a fleet, or a while behind. Mahuyael speaks to that which is smitten of Elohim or blotting out um, that Yah's El or combating Elohim. Methusael, you know, speaks to they died inquiring or they died who are of Elohim or who is of El. Um, Lamech speaks to that which is powerful or brought low or despairing. Hmm. Now, for you students of the word, you know, names mean things. Mm -hmm. When you string the, the meaning of these names together, you get <laughs> a little message. Unto a teacher was born a while behind, blotting out um, that Yah is El. And they died who were of El, despairing, that is showing the loss of all hope. Mm -hmm. You know, which uh, actually comes about in the end times. You know, so if you're going to be a student of the word, you might as well get used to looking up names. All of them won't contain a message, but some will. Some will, some won't. 
Only way you're going to find out is guess what? You look them up. Look them up and put them together and see. You know, and there's other messages, um, even in the names within Genesis, you know, you know, so say lie on that. So as you're going through. Now, verse 19 says, and Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Adah, and the name of the other was Zillah. Adah speaks to an ornament or something that's beautiful. You know, Zillah speaks to a shade or shadow or protection. You know, then we have verse 20, and Adah bare Yabel or Yabal, and he was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such as have cattle, and his brother's name was Yubal, and he was the father of all such as handled a harp and organ. And Zillah, she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor of Ed, every artist, artist, presser, uh, artist, presser, and brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was not a mom. You know, Jabal speaks to a stream or flowing stream. Jubal, you know, speaks to music or um, he will be carried. Then we have verses 22 and 23, which says in Lamech, had said unto his wives, Adah and Zillah, hear my voice, ye wives of Umet, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. Now, hereby we have yet another murderer in the sixth generation of Cain. You know, this is during the sixth generation of Cain, we have yet another murderer because the children will do the deeds of the fathers. Anybody with me? Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, again, another testament that Cain was not that man from Yahuwah. You know, Abel was. Abel was depicted throughout scripture as righteous. Cain is obviously wicked. You know, says that Abel was a was a keeper of the sheep. You know, if we look at the long list of saints that were shepherds, like Abel, Abraham, Esau, Yahweh, Moshe, David, Yahshua, mm -hmm. hmm. and look at the long list of those that were murderers. Hmm. Hmm. You know. So these things are here for a reason, you know, abide in the scripture. That's all I have for you today. Pray yeah. 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 Yeah.